Listener discretion is advised as the Ebenezer's podcast may contain suggestive and or triggering themes and overall adult content. Oh, <laughs> that's my phone ringtone. I'm sorry. Why are you mad? Very professional, Javi. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're kind of like not even officially started yet. We're kind of just hanging out. But yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I thought it was very <laughs> nicely written. I was like, whoever she got to write that. I was like, okay, girl, good job. <laughs> like that was really well written statement. I think that she is, she is actually a smart woman. You know, like she's an accomplished businesswoman. She's a reformed thought. So that's oh, I mean, look at both of us, right? Like making me a whole ass hypocrite. Like, <laughs> I talk shit, but not like, even a minute. Referring to both of us as reformed thoughts. <laughs> no, I'm talking about Kim K. Sorry, Kim Kardashian. Am I a reformed thought? I don't know how I feel about you saying this. (laughs) We know Natalie isn't. Remember, she never got to her whole phase, right? right. (laughs) (laughs) But she had whole mentality. So (laughs) she was about that life. It just it just wasn't about her. So (laughs) it's really funny because I don't know if you saw my face when we were recording and she was talking about that. And I was like, that if you look at everybody's (laughs) face, we're like, what? All right. You got a hundred. So for people that are just talking, we're just talking shit, obviously, right now. On the college episode, oh, God, we've the things that we've seen episode, there is a part in there where a friend of ours describes dating in college, and she has ho mentality, but she did not act on ho. She did not do ho actions. <laughs> Hello, lovelies. This is Jabby and Doreen. And we are the Ebenistas here with episode 10. Well, technically. Booyakasha. Bumbleclat. Booyaka, booyaka. And topic 10. Yay. Woo. <laughs> so this week we are speaking on cancel culture. That is really big right now in the social world, internet world. We have seen its effects throughout the last, I would say like two, three years. Just, it's just grown so much. It went from, I mean, it went from one kind of case where people just kind of swarmed the internet and called for the hanging of someone. The, uh, you know what I mean? Uh, what do you call it? What is that word? That English word? just fyi i'm the world's worst english major ever metaphorical thank you that's the word i was looking for plus i get to blame mommy brain so excuse you lack of sleep but as a metaphorical calling for the hanging of individuals in the public eye we wanted to speak on this subject because cancel culture has just become somewhat of a viral phenomenon as we know the internet is a powerful force in the modern world i mean just as Andy Warhol said, everyone in the future will have 15 minutes of fame. I'm paraphrasing there, but it's kind of true. I mean, we all have our own pages now, our own everything. Wait. Yeah. So to that point, have you had your 15 minutes of fame? I don't think so. Not like really. I mean, what I'm thinking is not like you personally going viral. I'm thinking about the fact that everyone has like their own space to promote themselves. Like everyone has their own Facebook, everyone has their own Instagram. And that's kind of like your little miniature place on the, you know, of like, I was here kind of thing. It seems like it's so much easier now to say that. Like I had an, if you have an internet presence, then you can say like, I was here. 
there's traces so, of me here. <laughs> so for me, I guess, you know, as you know, growing up in the time that I did, for me, being famous means like being famous on like TV, you know, like yeah. being on TV, but real talk, like, I guess it's about going viral if people even say that or like having a popular video or something, you know. Oh, but, yeah. You know, I but, never want to uh, go viral. No. Not for something embarrassing. Like maybe if I like drop some like dope knowledge or something and people are like, yes, <laughs> share, reshare, reshare, retweet <laughs> that. But like if I like fall, which I do all the time and someone recorded it, like, whoo, whoo, Oh my gosh. Bad. I will be the first person to put that on our blog. <laughs> you in advance. <laughs> I, okay. So I didn't have 15 minutes of fame, but I did see myself on TV once. Tell um, me. When I, I can't remember how old I was. I think I was in middle school. My mom's friend took me to a concert and I didn't know what it was, but we drove up and I knew when we drove up exactly what it was. Surprise. She was taking me to see the Backstreet Boys with Shania Twain and it was a televised VH1 special. And I remember being so excited. I'm excited now. (laughs) But I remember watching it again, like when it aired officially on VH1, and I saw myself in the corner in the fans. I was like, oh, look, there I go. And yeah, so that was my like two seconds. (laughs) So my two seconds of fame was I was, I lived in the Bahamas for a while and my mom was dope and she let me skip school and go to film with MTV because she's like, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. So I was in high school. So she took us out there, me and my sister, she was visiting from college and we did like the spring break thing. And I ended up getting my sister and I and another girl got picked for, for say what karaoke. Really? I remember that. Yes. (gasps) And we performed and we won, we won the episode and the song that we actually won the episode by performing or, you know, lip syncing yeah. was Limp Biscuit Nookie. So there you go. <laughs> this is an MTV, you said? The MTV Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm going to find it. And you're Good gonna- luck. <laughs> I'm going to find this and you're going to hate me. It but- was in 1999. So Ooh. like, if that doesn't tell you how old I am. Yeah. All right, this is about the time where I'm going to use the family lines and the powers that be to be like, I need (laughs) to go back and find this for me so we can post it. (laughs) That's amazing. I love it. So, I mean, obviously, again, we all have our little moments here and there, some of us longer than others. But the point is, is that everything about anyone is pretty much out there for public consumption. And, And while most of us are able to fly under the radar, there are others that have the spotlight of the internet for positive reasons. But I feel like most of society thrives off of scandals, right? Most people are going viral cancel culture is happening because of something negative someone did. This has created the ability for someone to dig up anything from anyone's past, bring it to the president, surprise, you are canceled. That's it. Because of something you did 10, 15, 20 years ago. And depending on the severity of it, I mean, it could ruin your entire life. It could ruin you just for now, make maybe lose this one little gig you have. Or it could just blacklist you on everything. So I think I remember the first thing I can remember of cancel culture, like for a public figure, was the Paula Dean issue where she made some comments. They, they found out that years ago she'd made some racist comments. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, Food Network dropped her and all these things happened. And, you know, there was no coming, coming back for her and her love of butter. But I think that's the earliest one I, I can remember. But it ultimately cost her her career. I mean, I'm sure she since has like 
bounce back in some kind of way, but she couldn't recover to the way that she was before, you know? So yeah, cancel culture, it's wild. So we're going to take a little dive into it, take a look into some of the issues and how it began and how it could be great and then the, how it could be harmful. Why don't we talk about what it is exactly? So when I was looking for like an exact definition of cancel culture, I came across my handy dandy scholarly source of Wikipedia. Mm. It actually has um, cancel culture under the overhead of online shaming, um, which I thought was really interesting. So it's not just like out there on its own. It's actually just a form of online shaming, um, which is 100% true. And then Miriam Dictionary describes it as canceling and cancel culture have to do with the removing of support for public figures in response to their objectionable behavior or opinions. This can include boycotts or refusal to promote their work. So that's a little bit. So before we get too far into um, cancel culture and our research here, my sister Summer, as you will remember her from the college episode, created this fun little quiz for us regarding cancel culture topics. Um, It's pretty short, um, but we want to see how well we'll do. Did you like go super hard on this quiz? It shouldn't be that hard. No, we got this? Yeah, I think it'll be fine. Okay, good. Because I... I didn't want to fail another quiz. <laughs> I, have, I have flashbacks of that from school, so I just didn't want to do that. So Doreen, I believe we're both in. We're doing this, by the way, and we'll give a shout out to Kahoot. I love this platform. It's a great way for us to have some fun. So what beer is that? Sweetwater 420 strain G13 IPA. 420 strain. Like, Did they mix? Did they use weed in the mixture of it? They said that it's a hemp type of strain of hops okay, but no cool. there's nothing actually in it. it just it tastes like it hops when it's really concentrated can sometimes taste a little you know 420 ish ah uh, okay okay cool all right miss summer get at it question number one what does it mean to be canceled triangle to be fired from your job circle to trend on black twitter diamond to be made fun of on social media or square to be online shamed and removed from social media. Oh, that means you got to go. I know that one. Square. <laughs> square. All right. Boop, boop, boop. Doreen, you are in first place. You got your first Because I'm a winner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True or false, racist, transphobic, sexist, or homophobic attitudes or slurs are common behaviors that lead to a person's cancellation. True. And which one is true? Blue. Ah! <laughs> Yeah. Did I get it first? Yeah, Doreen's still ahead of you. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, quiz. This public figure is infamous today as one of the worst victims of public shaming due to an incident in 1995. Huh. Triangle, Britney Spears. Diamond, Woody Allen. Circle, Monica Lewinsky. Square, Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. <laughs> no. No, Monica Lewinsky. Monica Lewinsky. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Mobby. Doreen <laughs> has a streak with three correct answers in a row. Yeah. How do you participate in canceling a person or brand? Square, filing a restraining order with the local nope. police department. Diamond, unfollowing, encouraging others to withdraw support. Triangle, pretending you don't know who they are. Or circle, boycotting merchandise or products. 
or liking and sharing slanderous memes? Oh, that's hard because that could be two things. But I picked- yeah, but yeah, both gonna- the answers are correct. Okay, I got it. <laughs> okay, I was like, there's two of those. But I picked circle. Yeah, so I did too. Both of those would have been right. All right, perfect. You still got the points for it. Ah, thank you. <laughs> Which of the following celebrities has not yet been canceled? Triangle, Dave Chappelle, Diamond, Leah Dunham, Circle, Chrissy Teigen, or Square, Adele? Adele. Whoa. Yeah. Really? (laughs) When was Dave Chappelle canceled? He was canceled for his quote-unquote transphobic comments in his stand-up. that's right, the one from Netflix. Yeah. Yep. Mad about that. Mm. Chrissy Teigen is always on Twitter being stupid. Chrissy (laughs) Teigen. Yep. I think she's great. I love her. Yeah. <gasps> oh I- my god, she's so annoying. Oh no. <laughs> Battle. Like I don't hate her, but I just I'm just like I'm not a big fan. Okay. And then we all know. We one out of them. Yeah. Yeah. Doreen. Five out of five. Go ahead. First place. <laughs> Damn it. No, 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 no. I need you to say that one more time for the people in the back. Five thousand points for Doreen. No, no, no. Say the exact number. <laughs> 5,489 for Doreen and yeah. 30822 for Jabby. Aw, yeah. Too quickly. Yeah. And I wasn't thinking about Monica. It was Monica. I'm sorry, Monica. I'm doing my victory dance. Well, that was fun. I did not. That's funny. I didn't realize that Chrissy Teigen is like, but I don't think she's canceled, is she? I mean, they tried. They've tried. Yeah. She just recently had to remove like a million followers because they were just coming for her so hard. And like, she removed a whole bunch of her posts and like all this stuff. Like, really? Mm-hmm. That's wild. Well, that was awesome. Thank you, Summer. We appreciate you hosting our quick little quiz there. Yeah. Thank awesome. you. <laughs> so we hope you guys enjoyed that fun quiz. And I hopefully you were playing along. Maybe some of you guys also got it wrong with Monica Lewinsky, but uh, I knew what time <laughs> it was. She was she was definitely shamed and still is to this day. She talks about how she like goes on dating apps and they're like, I know who you are. So she is forever haunted by that. So, oh, no. Well, back to cancel culture. I wanted to talk about when we first started discussing cancel culture, Jabby and I, I, she said that she had heard of it from like with the feminazis. And I was like, no, I think it's from black Twitter. So when I looked it up, this is what I found. It says the term has been credited to black users of Twitter, where it has been used as a hashtag. As troubling information comes to light regarding celebrities who were once popular, such as Bill Cosby, Michael Jackson, Roseanne Barr, and Louis C.K. That one really hurt me. So some calls to cancel such figures. Think of, you know, something like some of the movements that you guys have heard recently. So wait, you said, was it Louis C.K. you said really hurt you? Yeah, man. I was such a big fan. Like I watched everything that he had ever done. I thought he was so funny. And like the fact that he was like a, you know, the dad of these two girls and like he always incorporated that and I really loved him. So then when I found out that he was jerking it in front of all these four female comedians, like, I was just like, what are you doing, man? No, no, but that guy. And then he, when you go back and listen to his comedy, he kind of jokes about it, but I thought it was just a joke, you know? Yeah. That's the thing is like the, it's telling. So I was talking, I can't remember who I was talking to about this. So comedy, of course, part of that is there's some truth in what they're saying, right? I mean, just as any kind of entertainment, there's truth in all of it. You know, going back and people realizing what he was saying and kind of creepy kind of thing. It was just like, damn it. We had it all there in front of us, but 
you know, of course, we didn't know that was happening in the background. So I also really love the comedian Tom Segura. And he has some moments where he, and I think all comedians have these moments where they say just weird things. And you're just like, man, that's pretty gross. But you're supposed to say outlandish and crazy things because they're fun. Right. And that's the kind of humor I love. Like Tom Segura is it for me right now. Other than Dave Chappelle. I love Tom Segura and Dave Chappelle and so many other comedians. When you said his name, I was like, please, no, not him too. Right? But (laughs) he does, it seems like he would fall under the same category. But just because someone else made a bad name for guys that, one, look similar, middle-aged, you know, beards, kind of balding. And it's just like, great. (laughs) Now you're the creepy guy. But... Uh, please, Tom Segura, don't do that to us. Please, we need you. Be the saving grace. <laughs> yes. To, to add on to that with Black Twitter, I mean, it's kind of like the hashtag Me Too movement was a part of that as well, of creating cancel culture. Once it started getting really popular and women were specifying you know, certain individuals, you were gone. You were canceled. And then right now we have, what is it, Chris D'Elia as well. Like, I, I can't say his name properly. And I, obviously right now I don't need to because he's, he's been canceled. You know who I wonder has been or hasn't been? is james franco not james franco is that his name the the yeah he he 100 got canceled the little one or the older one the older one yeah he got canceled he was messaging like underage girls and stuff on instagram and like he is known to be like a big old creep yeah 100 okay i wasn't 100 i knew that that happened but i wasn't 100 sure if he'd been like 100 taken out of the picture by now that's right dave franco is his brother that's right he's adorable yeah. Yeah, okay sure dave yeah sure <laughs> it might be the hair for me it's all fluffy, okay. nice. hey if you like it i love it well no if you like it then i am supportive of you liking it <laughs> thank you i appreciate you supporting our different tasted men <laughs> <laughs> So I also find that the cancel culture is sort of a way for the voices that are typically ignored and everyday people, really all we have is social media at the end of the day sometimes to lift up our voices. And I feel like it's a way for us to come together and demand that certain individuals be held accountable for their actions, sort of like, again, like I said previously, it's sort of like a public execution of a person's career. You know, if you say the wrong thing, do the wrong thing, what have you, then, you know, you, it's for so long, these people weren't being held accountable. And now the public has a way to make sure that these people are held accountable and not just swept under the rug. And it's also, I saw something that called it snowflake culture as well. So we'll get into that a little bit later, though. I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit later, because that, that can go both ways. To your point about being held accountable, there's a quote that I read by April Alexander. She is a psychology professor at the University of Denver. And she said that, People have learned that over time and over decades that sometimes you have to make a little bit of noise on social media in order for people to be held accountable. So when I think about that, that reminds me of like the whole thing with Bill Cosby when he was, you know, publicly revealed for his transgressions when Mm -hmm. Hannibal Burris, another great comedian, made a casual flippant comment at like a panel interview and he was like Bill Cosby's been raping bitches for years you know or drugging <laughs> girls for years oh my god and everybody was kind of like why would you say that it's not even funny you know and but he said it like oh this is common knowledge everybody knows That's but at the weird. time yeah at the time no one knew that except for other celebrities wow. that was like a Hollywood secret and so when those journalists started digging into it and people started looking into it they found that he had had a ton of cases against him that had been closed like you know sent money paid and you know, all that kind of stuff. And so he had been doing it, but no one, like none of the regular people like you and I really knew that he had been doing this. So he was one of the first people that I remember getting like canceled 
because really? of this thing. And from there, it snowballed. And now, look, boom, 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 everyone's favorite Black dad became a predator. And now he's in jail for his crimes. Yeah. But it's just interesting that so many people knew about it. But he, they had done a good job of kind of keeping a lid on it. But yeah. I think in Hollywood, um, like we talk about the Me Too movement, that sort of predatory behavior was just known as being part of the culture. Yep. It was something that everyone was sort of exposed to. I had to sleep with this person to get a part. I had to go down on this guy to get this part. I had to hook up with this director to, you know, so they normalize it in their heads. It's just something that you kind of had to do to get to where you needed to go. I think that's interesting because then that also comes a part of the whole narrative of women sleeping to get to the top mm-hmm. and how women are typically the first ones to be shamed if anything like that does go down. But the fact of the matter is, is that a lot of these women that had to do these things or were coached into doing these things, they had no choice. They literally had no choice. They were literally in the hands of these powerful people that were could end their careers, right? They could literally take away your dreams. And the yeah. one thing that you worked for all your life. So I feel like the Me Too movement took back that power, you know, and gave that power back to women in a great way for them to say like, yeah, this is happening. This is what I have to endure so that I can get ahead. But it's not because I'm settling like this. It's not because I am like this. It's because this is the nature, the environment that this behavior grows. And it doesn't just happen in Hollywood. It happens all over the world. You have women that are doing this in regular offices probably and men. I'm sure there's plenty of men that go through these types of things as well. So, I mean, we could go on and on about that particular movement. Again, it's about rape culture and society and our acceptance of, you know, what is okay and what isn't okay within the workforce. But that's me. I feel like it just gave women the power to bring all that to the forefront and to the light. For the future, for these scumbags, watch your back. You know, like we will end your career now. Now it's reversed on you. You're not going to end my career because you want a blowjob. I'm going to end your career because you're a predator. Yeah. So I think that we can't really talk about cancel culture without talking about the speed and the way that we share information on the internet as a whole and how fast this information travels. And then what also what is available to us online. I mean, you have people that can hack into pretty much anything at these days. You have the WikiLeaks, so that whole situation. I remember when I was in high school, my family were friends with this other family that lived down the street for many years. And one of their sons, they had four boys, I think, or something like that. But one of the boys was really good with computers and he hacked into a bunch of AOL accounts and basically stole close to a million dollars from users all over the internet. I mean, you're talking about this is someone just in my neighborhood that did this. So imagine what other people can do and the power that information has all over the internet. We've come a long way from people just running <laughs> like down the street with like, Toby, take this card and send it, you know, run down the street and give it to Sally, that kind of thing. Or like going on horses hundreds of miles across the country just to share information. Now we The can- Pony Express? Yeah. Like... <laughs> We can just share information so quickly. Like, we don't need horses anymore. It's not like it takes three days to get a message to the king or something like that. It's to the point that news outlets look towards social media um, network for their, their headlines sometimes. You know, they want to see what's trending. What are the, what's everyone talking about? So they can have their headlines for the night. Just to give you an idea, I found this infograph 
And it said it takes 1.7 seconds to consume mobile data. And then on average, the typical individual thumbs through 300 feet of content a day, which is about the size of the Statue of Liberty. So I feel like sometimes cancel culture and information moves so quickly that sometimes a person who is the target of like the next issue, the next, you know, public hanging, enough information hasn't even come out yet before some people form an opinion. People form opinions so quickly now, especially online. I mean, you keyboard warriors, all that stuff. I feel like sharing information online, there's always sort of a a race to be the first to be like, oh my God, I shared this first. You found out from me, you know? They don't have a chance to fact check and make sure that everything that they're putting online is correct. They're just like, oh, I saw this. No one else has posted this. Let me get this out there. And that way more people are commenting. If you're the first person to post, that particular news story, then it's like, oh my God, I didn't hear about this. That's mm-hmm. why there's so many death hoaxes, you know, like hoaxes. Oh, yeah. Know. Yeah. Like who just, who did they kill off the other day? Ellen for a little bit? They did? Um, yes. <laughs> yes. Wait, did they kill her off because she's been recently canceled as well? Uh, yeah. No. I, th- I mean, who knows? Who knows how this starts? And that's the whole thing. When you share without thinking or without checking, you are kind of being a little dangerous with that information. What if you canceled someone because you started sharing something and it wasn't even true? Now that we know that we have a lot of other people that are purposely planting false stories and creating false narratives and try to create racial divides between us, you really have to be careful. Hence why Facebook added that whole like fact check button and Twitter has been making a point. Well, you know, they're owned by the same company, but they've been making a point. Actually, no, Facebook and Instagram are owned by the same company. Twitter has made it a point to remove anyone that's posting information that they know to be false because of the speed that people can share that information. And before you know it, what if someone never doesn't go back online and sees that, oops, I was wrong about this, then, you know, they think it's a fact. And um, so I think that's misinformation can definitely spread pretty quickly. And I think cancel culture can kind of play a big part in that because you don't get the full story, you know, right away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're not a new, you know, when you're on social media, you are not a journalist. That doesn't just make you a journalist. You have to, when you're a journalist, you have to be credible in what you say. And when you're online, clicking share, there's no one to to tell you that you're doing the right thing or if it's right or wrong. When I was researching this, um, and whenever I personally think about cancel culture, I think about a couple of things. And one of those being what is termed as white feminazis. And before you guys jump all over me, I understand that this term itself is problematic. I don't know how it came about. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure, I mean, it's pretty obvious how it came about, but um, I don't know who started it. I mean, when broken down, the term suggests that white feminists are somehow linked to actual Nazis and as being sympathizers. However, again, I want to be really clear, that is not what I'm talking about. I did find the term toxic white feminism, and I feel like that's a better term to use. Um, There are others that use the other term as well. But ultimately, my goal is to define the individuals that are a part of the white women community who have ruined careers, lives, because they lack basic understanding of other cultures and are overly sensitive to anything that scares them or something that they don't understand. So the reason I relate this back to cancel culture is because of the power that it wields over some people's careers and what they do in everyday life. But I use Robin Thicke as my main example because Here's an individual that made a song that is not unlike a lot of R&B songs at all, 
or music in general. These women took a line from his song, um, Blurred Lines, and made it about rape culture instead of really looking at what the song was as a whole, really. I read a lot of posts and things like that, and they're like, well, if you don't agree with us that this song is inappropriate, then you must be all for rape culture. You must be for this. And, da, da, da. and I'm like, mm, I never actually listened, like went back and read the lyrics until all that started happening. And I read and read the lyrics and I was like, this song is about the woman being the aggressor to the man. So the song is about two consenting adults and he's just responding. That's it. So what is the problem there? Like, wouldn't that be like the ultimate, like almost feminist song? I don't know. That's just how I perceive it. And I feel like they took it upon themselves to just twist it and make it ugly because they personally found something offensive about it. And that's also an issue because if you speak out against something that has been majorly canceled or what the majority of the internet has considered or deemed inappropriate, you run the risk yourself of being canceled as well. And I don't think that's fair. I think that that's dangerous. It's not leaving room for conversation at all. So some of the people who were recently canceled, or some of the things that have been recently canceled, so in the past week was what, Goya? Remember when he came out oh my God. in support of Trump? And Hi, Goya. People, yeah, people <laughs> were like, nope, 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 nope. You know, no okay, more we, Goya. Hold nope. on for a second. Like, Goya's mad expensive, though. For you in Denver, but here it is not. Really? Usually, how, much, yeah, well, like, how much is it a can? Like a can of, like, black beans? For, maybe for a dollar? Yeah, like a dollar and some change. Really? Yeah. Over here, it's a little more expensive than that. I always get Kroger brand, but I get like their private selection thing. And that's usually- Oh, I have some. I, I usually add like some bay leaves, a little bit of like adobo. Like I kind of like cook it up a little bit. You see bay leaves? Bay leaves, yeah. Bay leaves? You, you ever see the um the meme and it's like, um it shows bay leaves and it shows like a bunch of people posting pictures and they're like, ew, there's a leaf in my food. In my food at Chipotle. Like, white culture appropriates everything but doesn't know shit about bay leaf <laughs> you guys love chipotle but never got that bay leaf memo that's okay okay <laughs> nick cannon also got canceled recently um, by the jewish community for making offensive comments against jewish people on a podcast can't huh sorry i apologize i didn't quite understand that when i didn't read too much into it i of what exactly his comments in your opinion were they problematic because i didn't i didn't read the whole thing <sighs> man to be honest with you, I think that I don't think it was super offensive. But here's the thing when you're on podcasts, and or when you're speaking publicly, I feel like there's a little bit of this little bit of, of pressure for you to be funny and to make jokes. And in the past, you could make jokes about different cultures, different people, and people knew that it was a joke. But now in this world of cancel culture, that simple joke got him canceled to, you know, and then one of his friends committed suicide a few days later. And so now he started talking about, yeah, he started talking about wanting to commit suicide. He got his shows canceled. You know, he has a new show that was supposed to come out. It may not come out anymore. I mean, they have gone for him really fast. I mean, this happened within like a day or two of him releasing this episode. Wow. Um, and then, you know, but mo- more importantly, cancel culture of late has been going after all these racist little Karens online that have been like, oh, you know, on it. video. <laughs> yeah, they've been going after him. Central Park Karen, the one in like, California where she was like, I know the person that lives here and you can't put Black Lives Matter on your wall. And he's like, do you? Do you know the person that lives here? 
And she's like, yes, I do. And he was like, it's me. I am the owner. You don't know me. Like, how dare you? And she was just, she was really nice about it. Yeah, she was trying to be like really calm. And they canceled her. They went after her job. Her husband was in the background. They got him too. I mean, they will go after it. Can I just say really quick, that woman's face in that video infuriates me so much because she's like, I do know who lives here. Yeah, I happen to know that person. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, and he's like, really? You do? I fucking hate people like that smug assholes that are just talking out of their ass because they think that they have some kind of authority over other people fuck you fuck you karen (laughs) yeah mind your business worry about yourself (sighs) so when someone does something that people feel is wrong or offensive the internet gods will go online and reach out to their employers their family their friends until that person has been fired divorced homeless all that good stuff no 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 not me sorry 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 i was just (laughs) sorry my bad Sorry, you guys, um, yes, but we use hand signals to talk to each other while we record. And um, she thought I was putting up a symbol, but it was just me being weird and forgetting my hand was up. <laughs> I was like, yes. I'm trying, what I'm trying to do is while you're talking, I'm trying to find what he said, what Nick Cannon said. And I cannot oh, okay. find an article that says exactly that. You can find the video on Instagram. Did Yo, you find it? Master P commented on this. <laughs> oh, you guys, I hope you guys know who Master P is. Uh, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> um, what happened? You lost sorry. your spot? Yes, because... What happened? Where are you? <laughs> I don't know. What happened? Um, what happened? Uh, when someone does something that people feel is wrong or offensive, the internet gods will go after them. They go online, they reach out to their employers, family, friends, you know, you're supporting this person until the offender has been fired, you know, is divorced, homeless, whatever it is, until they get some form of like perceived justice. But is it effective? And at what point Mm. in time does trying to get justice for someone doing something offensive turn into a form of online bullying? Like the definition that you read earlier It Mm -hmm. is a form of like online harassment, right? So when I think about this, there was a video that came out a few months back of a young girl and her boyfriend in Georgia. And they were like pouring, you know, a little bit of liquid into the sink. And they were like, this is black people. And they said like, you know, loves watermelon and fried chicken, you know, and then doesn't have a dad and like all this really offensive stuff. And they laughed about it. And when it came out on TikTok, I mean, everybody just, I mean, they got canceled. Like they reached out to the college where she was accepted. They ended up, you know, denying her admission and saying, you know, we don't want anyone that would put something like this online. You know, she didn't have a job or anything, but they they went after her parents. They hacked into her cloud. They sent nudes of her, not only to her friends, family, and parents, but they created fake social media pages that were exclusively devoted to releasing all the information that they got from her cloud. These are the types of pictures that she sent to her boyfriend. Here's a picture of her getting beat up. Here's this, here's that. And so, you know, she she did a horrible thing. She did a terrible thing and she did deserve some form of punishment, but did they take things too far? This is like a 17 or 18 year old girl, you know? And she was ignorant, she was wrong. And that could have been a chance for us to maybe educate her on why that was horrible. But I feel like that's a problem in, with cancel culture. It can go too far. So I feel kind of similar with you about that. On one end, I feel like when you're 17 or 18, your brain's not fully developed. You are not really thinking sometimes about what you're doing. You're thinking more shock value. I feel like a lot of teenagers do a lot of things out of shock value. But 17 or 18, I also feel like is old enough to know better. Yep. But 17 and 18 is also an area where you will show exactly how you were raised and what kind of family you were raised by. Um, and I don't know if this is 100% true for her, but that's just my thought process, right? You're so young and you're only repeating 
what you know, you know, what you've heard and what you've been taught of how to view people um, and how they should be portrayed in public. So on one end, I do agree that she should be held accountable for her actions um, in some kind of way. The other thing I think about, and there's many factors to who's getting canceled, right? This is a young, pretty white girl. The chances of her rebounding from this are great. She, statistically, she is going to have so many doors open for her in the future, what have you. This is literally probably just a little glitch in her matrix. So I think that she should be held accountable. And if it's done by public shaming, then so be it. But to the extreme that it was done... I kind of agree with you. Like some of those things were a, little, a bit harsh, you know, sending her dad naked photos and stuff like that. Like that's a, that's a bit much, but I do agree that by I'm okay sort of with the public shaming. I mean, you put yourself out there to look like a jackass. And so this is the punishment of that. And unfortunately you live in a time where you do something stupid online. A lot of people are going to see it again. You're going to get called out by society. So yeah. And So my issue with cancel culture is that there is a certain level of hypocrisy that exists there because ask yourself and be honest, right? Like if someone hacked into your phone or your computer, looked at your browser history, is there something in there that would get you canceled? Think about what you watched on Pornhub, you know, late at night when no one was watching. If someone saw all that, would they cancel you if that information was made public? So if you or anyone online, I play choices in that. Yes canceled i cancel you (laughs) that's trash (laughs) you know i was talking to my sister about this she plays the other game this is a similar game just like that i forgot what it's called but she had to actually delete it from her phone because she'd already spent too much money that's deemed to her too much money to spend on an app like that and i personally confessed to my husband probably last week that i did spend some money on it and i couldn't help it I just could not help it. So my issue with cancel culture is that it can turn into something dark and bitter very quickly. Mm-hmm. After a while, the person who's trying to exact this revenge, the person who is doing the cancellation, you know, is... <laughs> I do you conjugate that. But again, <laughs> the cultural cancellation. No, the canceller becomes the cancelee. <laughs> so you become tainted with some of that after a while if you go too far with things um so i think that's just just kind of be careful that it doesn't turn into like a giant nasty mob where you're just going for blood and then both of you end up you know with your hands dirty so the biggest question after we talked about all that is is it effective yeah i mean i feel like that's what we've been trying to figure out and we're trying to get at this whole episode and giving all these examples and views of different groups that have brought it to the forefront and how, how cancel culture is presented. Like you just mentioned, I think you were trying to say like, it's kind of a form of mob mentality. I don't know if you've ever heard this before, but like the individual smart groups of people are dumb, basically. Yeah, it's a legal person version of that. It's a legal defense that you, you stop being you when you're in a mob. Exactly. Exactly. So I think that happens a lot with this cancel culture um, and these, again, mobs of people that just start to come down on people online. And is it effective? I think yes and no, right? Because we just talked about and we're giving examples of how it can be a form of bullying, basically. So again, when I looked it up, it was under, what was it under? Online shaming. 
So it was a part of cyberbullying, things like that. There's a quote that I, um, I got from a professor Alexander of the University of California, and he states that cyberbullying is a negative outcome, but it can come from both cancel culture and people trying to oppress others. Mm. So that I think it is true. It is a negative outcome, but you know, think about our justice system, you know, like how, how, what a better way to get canceled than to send to jail. Like you're, everything kind of goes away. What's the expression? Do the ends justify the means? I think in certain situations. So let's take the Harvey Weinstein situation, for example. Mm -hmm. It was known in Hollywood, very discreet. And again, and then also Bill Cosby, it was known very discreet that they were involved in predatory behavior, right? In order to get this thing, you need to do this and da, 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 like just, being gross jeffrey epstein too yeah all these people and then even after the documentary came out it took so long for his female counterpart to get even arrested so these things are accepted and not only that but the legal system allows it to go on quietly by continuously Mm -hmm. settling these cases outside of court and without the knowledge from the media things like that so i think it's good because Instead of us continuing to unknowingly support these people who are using their money and their stature in society to do disgusting things, cancel culture came for them and was like, you know what? This is not okay. It's not okay that the courts are ultimately helping you to continue this behavior and you're still getting rewarded by having a career and basically you're just getting a slap on the wrist every time someone speaks out. So you know what? fuck that. We're coming for you. And you know what? Now your whole career is ruined. Now you're going to go to jail the way that you should have gone to jail. That brings me to my next point. Can a celebrity be too big to cancel? Even if they do something horrible, like i.e. Chris Brown, Jimmy Fallon with the blackface, like these people still have thriving careers, despite the fact that we have evidence that they have done bad things, especially Chris Brown. He is a violent offender. He is a known woman beater. He has an explosive temper. And yet he's out here dancing and shimming and pop locking for everybody. On you know, And it makes me angry when I see him because I'm just like, you guys know that he's not a good guy. It bothers but, me so much. I'm so sorry. Okay. Sorry. Okay. You know what? Finish what you're going to say. No, no, no. Go ahead. I have, I have a really big problem with this and I've been very vocal about this to people that I meet who bring him up sometimes. Because a lot of people I meet, they're like, well, he served his time, you know, like, it's okay, whatever. And I'm like, I personally have a friend that is very much so a fan of his. And even after all this happened, like still to this day, and my issue with it is that if this was your mother, your sister, your best friend, whoever that got beat by some dude, you would not be giving him a pass. You would not. You would be like, that person is a horrible person. They don't deserve my forgiveness. Again, that's the question. Like, why do we allow celebrities this pass? I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe some people figure because they were young when it happened, younger when it happened. Maybe it's because he's quote unquote showing that he's a better person now. I don't know what it is, but I know how I feel. Like, I'm very protective of my family and friends. So if anyone hurts them, I'm automatically doing what the the internet will do to you. I will cancel you from my life. I'm sorry. And I actually recently had to do that. Um, And I explained to you the situation, I think. Actually, I I did. I sent you (laughs) the text messages from um, like a week or two ago. And I was like, I had to get rid of this person because I was like, you're not going to come for my family or my friends or even suggest that you're, or even your views of the world and how you're going to 
move about in this world are inherently against me and my family's well-being or my friend's well-being, I'm not having it. Like I told you, I think I told you this a few episodes ago. I'll drop people real fast. Yeah. But it's just, I don't understand why. I, I think the Jimmy Fallon thing, I don't know exactly all the details of, I understand what he did. Trust me. And it was a terrible thing to do back then. And he should have known better back then. But I don't know all the details, again, because of this particular situation, because it wasn't a, I think maybe because, am I just like separating violence, like physical violence from other situations? From offensive acts? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I mean, talk to me. Like what, maybe I'm missing something because I don't. So here is where I kind of disagree with my own self, right? Yeah. Like I love the show 30 Rock. I watch it almost every day, every night to go to sleep. Like Gordon love it. (laughs) Maybe Joseph Gordon. I don't think he was no, not Third Rock from the Sun. Oh, never mind. Thirty Rock. That's right. Thirty Rock. Day and yes. okay, never mind. But still, I love you, Joseph Gordon. Love it. <laughs> By <Sorry>. the way, <laughs> I watch that show all the time, and there is an episode where they do blackface. They switch like to a black character and a white character switch, and they try to live the other person's life for a day, mm-hmm. and the white person put on like a darker face, and like, and I, I didn't even. I watched it. Mm -hmm. never registered to me you know like that this was happening so they recently came out and spoke out against their own episode no one brought it to their attention they spoke out against it and then tina fey like released a statement and they asked all of the streaming platforms to remove that entire episode from the air and i don't know why so i guess you know so do you get a pass if you're aware and you're educated and you're trying to fix something that you did stupidly in the past not realizing i I feel like stupidly in that particular situation as well i don't know you know it was supposed to be funny. Well, they were supposed to be funny, but it's also supposed to be, again, these the way you described it, I've, I didn't see this episode, but it mm-hmm. sounds like in comedy, these two sides are supposed to try and see how the other person lives based on skin color. So it's kind of like a social experiment, right? It, within the episode. So I'm like, I don't know if that deserves to be a cancellation. I don't. Right. And I don't, I don't know. they it's haven't just, been. Like, there's so many circumstances. There's so many nuances that's just like, how do you decide what is really worthy of as that? As long as you're trying, I think if you're trying and being aware of things and as long as you're alive, you can still learn. So if you're trying to go back and be like, hey, this thing that I did, yeah, in hindsight, it probably wasn't the best move. You yeah. know, I, I think that's better, which yeah. is why I, I could, but cancel culture doesn't leave room for that. That's it's true. just like attack, 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 attack. But before we go too far into it, I do want to say sometimes that cancel culture was actually effective. Mm-hmm. Think about the hashtags Oscar so white or the Me Too movement, the Black Lives Matter, Time's Up. Those movements, those particular, gosh, I don't know, those particular yeah, <laughs> cultural <right>. cultural cancellations, <laughs> <laughs> they actually, they cause change. Yeah, And so it can work when it's done in a, you actually have something that you're working towards. You're not just trying to ruin someone or, you know, be vindictive. You're working towards a goal. And I think when it's used that way, it can be effective. I have one last quote, and I promise that's it for me for today. Um, (laughs) It says that cancel culture actually tries to defend the minorities that have had to endure years of being enslaved, abused, and erased. Cancel culture is actually the minorities, the oppressed, reclaiming their power and fighting back. And ultimately, that's where I land on it. I think that it can be powerful as long as, you know, again, there's a mission, there's something that you guys are trying to accomplish and not just trying to 
vindictively ruin someone's life for doing something stupid bad and something that they are wrong for i'll be honest and say that right i mean you're talking we were talking about central park karen you know that was a way for the black community to call her out and just be like look this is horrible behavior you cannot do this this cannot continue to happen and this whole thing with karen's in general like it's a great way for the black community again to just be like no we're not we're not doing this anymore you're done <laughs> you know like treating us like trash just because you you're white and entitled and sometimes it's not even white people i've seen a couple races do things like that to mm-hmm. black people and i will say that type of stuff is wrong we are not over any other person in this world okay mm-hmm. there's no one that you have the right to govern except for any children that you birth or you know pop out or adopt but and once they're adults you're done <laughs> yeah like so I think that that's what really makes me angry when I see these instances online. It's just like, who who are you? Who yeah. do you think you are that you just had that right to come and ask someone, question them? What are you doing? And, you know, and then threaten them when they don't do what you ask them to do, despite the fact that you're equal to you and I, you know, like we're both the same. So I was looking this up a little bit and I saw, I love Red Table Talk, Entanglement with August. Entanglement, Entanglement with August. August. <laughs> but they did do an episode on cancel culture And they were questioning the same thing, you know, is it effective and what have you. And Willow Smith, along with the um, guests that they had on there, Tamika D. Mallory, both agreed that basically cancel culture doesn't leave any room for learning, really, for redemption. So what I'm, I'm going to use this quote from Miss Mallory. Cancel culture is a little dangerous. It definitely is because none of us are perfect. It is a space that is a little difficult to maneuver because you do have to leave people room to make mistakes, to grow, and to learn, but they have to show that they're willing. And that is where I think that we have to be careful of people who come out with these apologies. Pretty much, there's been like some of the other Karens and other people who have come out with apologies. Um, Even Nick Cannon has come out with his own apology about his situation. And it's really hard to decide if that person deserves forgiveness, um, let alone should they be able to come back from their cancellation. Mm-hmm. We don't know what they're doing in their personal lives. We don't know what happens behind closed doors. We only know what we saw on video, what we heard on the radio. And then anyone can put out a statement. I mean, really, and say, I'm sorry, boohoo, like, I'm so sorry. But are they really, did they really learn anything? I mean. How do you prove that? That's like the girl, the, the teenage girl that you're talking about. I mean, like, this happened to her, but will this change who she becomes as an adult? Or will you know? she double down now and be like, see, this is exactly what I'm talking about, these group of people, that they see mm-hmm. what they did to me? They're horrible. They're this. You know, she's going to make herself the victim, even though clearly that wasn't the case. But because yeah. of how hard they came for her and quote unquote canceled her, yeah. you know, she, she could now be an even bigger racist than she started off as. Yeah, you know? exactly. I mean, that's not unheard of at all. I mean, you, I've heard it plenty of times from people who are like, you know, I, I was fine before, but all of a sudden this particular incident and it just volumized their hatred towards a certain group of people, which is, again, something that I recently learned from the person that I had to cancel. So yes and no. I think that is the answer to our question. Is it effective? Yes and no. I think the people that are doing the canceling need to pull back a little bit in certain situations. And then also you can't cry wolf at every single situation. Granted, there are a lot of horrible people out there in the world. I mean, we're all we're human. That is what our society is built off of, these different types of personalities and behaviors. But just because something that you don't agree with or that makes you uncomfortable 
doesn't mean necessarily that it needs to be canceled or that person needs to be canceled. You may need to be looking at yourself as to why you feel that way and you maybe need to go get some of your own help. You know what I mean? Yeah. The reason why I feel so strongly about the whole like going too far is because I was, I dated a guy who was legit psycho, like, you know, over 10 plus years ago. But what? (laughs) I said, wait, which one? Uh, yeah, so <laughs> not even to give him the power of putting his name out there. Um, but yeah, he, you know, when, when things ended with us, he just like, I mean, he would call my parents, he would write letters, he would create fake profiles, pay people to tell them, you know, tell them what I was doing online. Um, he would, you know, he would call like hundreds of times a day and just, I mean, it was, it was horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, because of going through that, I you know, of course, I didn't do anything wrong to start off with. He was just a psycho. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, having gone through that. being your fabulous, gorgeous self. I mean, <laughs> that's all you did. <laughs> but to be on the other end of that, I definitely was just like, yeah, it's, it's not okay when you do that to someone. And he justified it by, well, you shouldn't have hung up the phone on me. Or you shouldn't, you know, like, so just be careful that you don't become that person, you know? Yeah. So in closing, cancel culture can be effective and it can also be ineffective and just a form of bullying. But I think if you have a mission and you're working towards that and you're trying to educate people to be better, yes. then, 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 you know, do what you got to do. I think that's the biggest word that we want to take away from this is cancellation, but let's educate each other. Let's, you know, realize that we're all human and we all make mistakes. Some things you can come back from personally, personally, I think there's some things that you can't, but let's educate each other. And that way we can make sure that this cancel culture is, you know, working, working well for all of us. Yeah. So, uh, you guys, I think we're going to wrap things up there. Mm -hmm. We've kind of covered cancel culture and all of its nuances. Um, we are actually working on a ton of new things to bring you guys. Uh, we're working on a blog. Um, if you haven't been to our website, please check that out. You can actually see pictures of us uh, <laughs> if that's what you want to see. <laughs> and so if you don't have the patience to listen to a whole episode because we are just so long-winded, I mean, we not, we're not. We're just very well-versed actually, in what we're talking about. Are like, I mean, okay, so other than us doing this, this podcast, we actually still talk amongst ourselves <laughs> personally. Yes. Yes. And there will be days where we look at the clock and we're like, girl, we've been on the phone for like two hours. Two hours. Yeah. <laughs> easily. And and we don't even, yeah, we are. Okay. So we're fine. We're a little chatty, but that's why we started our own podcast. Okay. <laughs> um, so if you haven't done so already, please like, follow, subscribe and support us. Um, check out the Spotify playlist that we're going to drop for this episode. Oh Yeah. And we would also really love to hear your opinion. So please let us know. What do you think of, of what we're talking about? Do you want to hear any subjects? Um, I had a person reach out to me today and was just like, I really want you guys to cover mental health. So it's coming Yay. soon for you, boo, if you're listening. And that's all I got. Yay. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Bye. Bye, guys. Thanks. Oh, The Ebenezer's podcast was created, written, recorded, and produced by Jabby and Doreen. Theme music by Chris Black of Truck Music Productions.